Thanks for joining me on this Cleveland Baseball Morning. The final from Angels Stadium in LA. It's the Los Angeles Angels 3, the Cleveland Guardians nothing. I'm Davey Barris, lifelong Cleveland baseball fan, and I want to talk about the actual game on the field, the thing I enjoy watching baseball being played. And frankly, it's getting a little bit hard. It's getting a little bit hard to do these episodes if the Guardians aren't going to have themselves a good day. Come out and put a zero on the board to start the series against the Angels. And yeah, it was a pretty it was a pretty rough game if you're a Guardians fan. There wasn't a lot to cheer for, except maybe the major league debut of the number 18 prospect in the Guardian system, according to MLB.com, Richie Palacios. So that is something that we have to be excited about, and we definitely will talk about. But let's get into the storylines of this game. And frankly, I thought the biggest storyline of this game was individual matchups. And we're going to focus on Shane Bieber because he's our pitcher. Uh, He was going up against Michael Lorenzen uh, for the Angels. Lorenzen, a longtime Cincinnati Reds pitcher, uh, looking for an opportunity to be a starting pitcher, the Reds had used him out of the bullpen since he came back from injury a few seasons ago, and he gets an opportunity to start with the Angels, and it's going okay for him. It is actually going okay for him. He's now 2-1 and one on the season. So, uh, yeah, uh, maybe someone we faced a couple of times in Cincinnati. We're now seeing him in the Angels uniform as a starter, and he did a good job. Uh, he outdueled our ace Shane Bieber, frankly. Um, so let's get into some of these individual matchups. And frankly, it's Bieber versus the top of the order here. Um, the thing that interests me was Bieber against Trout, Bieber against Otani, and then surprisingly, Bieber against Taylor Ward, who is someone that they are trying out in the leadoff spot. And frankly, boy, that worked out well for them, didn't it? I'm not in the traditional way you would expect a leadoff hitter to uh, to get things done, more like the way you would expect a cleanup hitter to get things done with a multi-home run, multi-RBI game. But it gets the job done for Joe Madden, and the Angels win the game. So let's look at some of these individual battles, and we'll start with Trout. Uh, he actually has a decent day against Trout until Trout gets maybe the luckiest swing of the season so far. But the first at-bat against Trout, he is going all Hard stuff. All fastballs against Trout going up and going away. You'll notice in this, he goes away to Trout most of the time. So he does try a fastball that he misses with high, comes back and gets a called strike on the outer edge, tries to throw another high fastball that he misses with, goes back to the outer edge, and Trout reaches out and lines it out to shortstop. All right, so all hard stuff in this at-bat from Shane Bieber. So what does he do the next time he faces Mike Trout? Well, he's sticking with hard stuff, and he's sticking away. Uh, he does try to get him to chase a slider away that he misses with. Comes back with a four-seam fastball. It's called a ball. Gets him to swing at a cutter that's in the other batter's box. Why Trout would give into this pitch? He just stared at two balls off the plate, and he throws him the widest one yet, and he gets him to swing at it. Then throws a four-seam fastball on the outer edge of the plate, and he gets him to line out to Richie Palacios in left field with that one. That one was hit hard. 106.8 mile per hour exit velocity. 730 expected batting average on that one. But Palacios is able to run it down. All right, so he just cracked your hard stuff really hard. So what do you do the next time you face Trout? This is the lead off the sixth inning. 
Well, he throws them all sliders. No more hard stuff for Mr. Trout. Nope, he throws him a slider that he misses with high. Maybe, uh, you know, tries to come inside with a slider uh, and misses high with it. Then goes outside again. Uh, gets him to chase a slider down and away. That was pretty outside. Gets him to chase another slider off the plate. This one's a little bit closer. Throws him one a little bit lower, but just off the plate, right at the knees. And this is the check swing. So he's just chased two out here. He's trying not to chase a third time for strike three. Uh, and ends up with a check swing triple down the right field corner. The exit velocity in this was 57.4 miles per hour. It only went 120 feet. It had an expected batting average of 210. But that's not where Owen Miller was lined up. Owen, you know, nobody was expecting him to take a check swing at this slider and punch it down the right field line. And Trout can fly and turns on the Jets and legs out a triple before the Guardians are able to recover the ball and get it back into the infield. So, really unlucky there. But you can see how Bieber went from going with the hard stuff. And as soon as he saw what Trout could do against that hard stuff, he went all off-speed pitches against Mike Trout. So, we will get back to this sixth inning. We will get back to this triple because Bieber is able to work out of it. But I thought that was interesting. All right, now how about Shohei Otani? Now, Shane Bieber had to get a little bit of help to deal with Shohei Otani. And you'll see what I'm talking about here. He got a couple of calls off the plate. I'm not going to lie. I'm looking at it. I saw it. We all saw it live. We know that he got helped out by the home plate umpire a couple of times in this game. And twice it was to Shohei Otani. So he starts him off first at bat against Otani. What's he going to do? He's going to try to stay outside as much as possible. Uh, misses with two four-seam fastballs off the plate away. Finally throws a cutter that comes back onto the plate for a called strike, still on the outer edge. Tries to go inside with a cutter, mix things up a little bit, but misses with it. Comes back with another cutter on the outside edge. This is the one that was off the plate. This is the one that Otani was pretty sure was ball four, was pretty already taking steps towards first base, and it's called a strike. It's close. It's probably too close. You know, Otane figured if he sold it, he would get the call. Well, unfortunately, no, Shane Bieber got the call on this one and then throws him a knuckle curve. So we've seen all hard stuff from him, throws him a knuckle curve and then, well, frankly, in the dirt at, at the shoe tops and he gets him to swing through it for strike three. So a good at bat for Shane Bieber in this one, you know, works Otani. Uh, gets those cutters to creep back over the plate when the four-seam fastball wouldn't, and then gets him to chase that big knuckle curve. I miss that. I miss Shane Bieber's big knuckle curve, getting those strikeouts. That's what got him this Cy Young in 2020. And he just has been so much more on the slider lately, and they're not chasing that knuckle curve as much. So the next time Otani's up, oh, he uses a few more knuckle curves in this one. And again, again, Bieber is getting help against Otani. So he tries to go with that outside cutter and misses with it, then comes back with a knuckle curve and puts it below the knees, frankly. Uh, this is a good baseball or two below the strike zone, and he gets a called strike on this one. Otani was not happy about it. Pitching Ninja wasn't happy about it. He tweeted it out. Um, you know, Otani does not get a lot of favors at the plate, apparently. So then he tries to go back outside, misses with a four-seam fastball, Comes back into the strike zone with a cutter that's fouled off. Uh, throws him another knuckle curve. This one stayed on the plate, though, 
and he fouls it off. Throws him a knuckle curve down below the knees that he lays off. So the same pitch he struck out on, this time he lays off. But then comes back with a four-seam fastball. It's the first one he's put on the plate against Otani in two at-bats. And gets him frozen, basically. Definitely expecting another knuckle curve. And freezes him with that four-seam fastball for called strike three. So, Bieber gets a little bit of help at the beginning of the bat. But comes back and freezes him with a 92.3 mile per hour fastball. One of his harder thrown fastballs on the day. Um, I know people are worried about Bieber's velocity. Uh, he might be. He might be a 91, 92 mile per hour fastball guy. It, we'll see as that arm warms up, as it gets to be June and July, does he get another mile per hour out of that fastball? Does he get it up to 93? It'll be interesting. And then I love this. The next time Otani faced Bieber, he was not messing around. First pitch swinging. He does ground out to shortstop, but he was not going to let another deep count happen against Shane Bieber. He was going to be aggressive in attack and swings right away. So that was the battle between Otani and uh, Shane Bieber. I mean, two of the stars of baseball right there going head to head. And, you know, we handled Otani. He's not doing too hot to start the season. He's got a 211 betting average to start the season. So struggling just a little bit here. And Bieber continues those struggles, punching him out twice. So a good job, Bieber versus Otani. Now, the final battle would be Shane Bieber against Taylor Ward, their leadoff hitter, their right fielder, slash sometimes third baseman. Uh, this one, uh, you know, Ward. This one, Bieber's not going to win. Uh, the first at-bat, he does get him called out on strikes. And let's see if he learns anything from this, uh, or we learn anything from this. I think these were more, you know, where some at-bats build on each other throughout the game. I think this is more a situation of Bieber just making some, some mistakes with pitches against a guy who was ready for it last night. Uh, he starts him off with a four-seam fastball high that he fouls off. Throws him a slider way wide in the other batter's box that he lays off. Comes back with another slider that just off the bottom corner that he swings through for a strike. And then comes back up and freezes him with a four-seam fastball right on the black. That's good stuff from Shane Bieber for the first strike out of the game. Then the next time Taylor Ward comes up, uh, he, uh, he gets him to fly out. He actually faces Ward four times on this game. Uh, mixing in a knuckle curve this time. So a slider away he misses with, swings through a four-seam fastball, and then flies out on a knuckle curve. So keeping him off balance with the different pitches that Bieber has in his arsenal, he gets a fly out. Now we'd get into trouble. He comes up one more time, and you got to be careful here. Their number nine hitter is uh, Tyler Wade, and their leadoff hitter is Taylor Ward. If that's not confusing... Um, so Ward's third at bat against him, and this one would not go Beaver's way. He still would try to stay outside. If you notice, everything has been outside to him. So he misses with a slider away, misses with a fastball away, comes back and gets a called strike on a fastball, gets him to chase a slider down and away, still on the black, but down below the strike zone, misses way wide with a four seam fastball, and then creeps back into the middle of the plate. So he'd try to stay away, try to stay away, try to get him to chase off the plate. And then he comes back and he leaves one dead center of the plate, 
just below the letters. And this one, he hits 101.1 miles per hour, 388 to the scoreboard out in right field, right center field, which where the yellow line is, is a home run in Angel Stadium. I think the announcers were saying something that the yellow line used to be above those scoreboards and now it's below those scoreboards, which made it very difficult for... uh, uh, for Miles Straw, who tried to climb up and steal that one, if that line is above the scoreboards, he probably is just taking the ball off the wall and firing it back in. But he can't come up with the catch. He was there. He just couldn't come up with the catch. I'm, I can't imagine how hard that is to catch a major league home run climbing a fence. Uh, he's done a lot of fence climbing, hasn't Straw, in the last few days? Um, so Ward gets him here. And frankly, I think this is just a situation where Bieber was trying to stay on the outer third of the plate and ends up leaving one smack dab down the middle. So I think that's not a situation where at-bats were growing throughout the game. I think that's just a situation where Bieber misses with a fastball, and Ward just has a timing to make him pay. So Ward comes up again, and once again, it's going to be a pitch down the middle of the plate that's going to cost Shane Bieber. So he is definitely running on fumes at this point. It'd be the last batter that Bieber would face trying to get through it, trying to get through the seventh inning, and starts him off with a slider in the zone right down the middle for strike one, lays off the slider, throws him another slider on the black on the outside edge that he follows off. Then he's going to be ch- you know, chasing him all around the zone. So trying to get him to expand the zone, trying to get him to chase something, throws him a cutter in the dirt, throws him a knuckle curve in the dirt, which, hey, he got Otani with that you know, in the first inning. Uh, throws him a four-seam fastball that he misses up high and away, and then finally comes back with a cutter right down the middle of the plate. I'm telling you, at the belt, right down the middle of the plate. And it was a, I actually thought it was the slider when I saw it because it came in slow. It was an 85-mile-per-hour pitch. They've got it listed as the cutter here. It looks sure looked like a hanging slider to me. And Ian hits this one 106.3. This is a no-doubt-abouter to left center field this time for a two-run home run. And that was it. That was the game. Two home runs from Taylor Ward would be it offensively. All right. So those were the individual matchups between Bieber and the top three hitters in the Angels lineup. You could see some interesting things there. Staying away against Trout, deciding not to go back against hard stuff against Trout. Otani uh, getting some calls there, getting some lucky calls, but getting him to chase And then, uh, yeah, Ward eventually just missing, just missing with some pitches. You know, the wrong guy at the wrong time. You leave a pitch middle of the plate. Even Shane Bieber pays for it. So those were some interesting matchups that I thought uh, throughout this game. The other thing in this game was sticky situations, and both the Angels and the Guardians faced them. Uh, For the Guardians, for Bieber, it was that second inning. Uh, after getting two outs, a ground out from Jared Walsh, a fly out from Anthony Rondon, uh, Matt Duffy would single, Joe Adele would single and move up to second on the throw. They tried to throw out Duffy. I think it was Palacios who came up with that one. Tried to catch Duffy going first to third, but the throw allowed Adele to move up to second. Then Stassi would work a walk with the base open, and Tyler Wade, the number nine hitter, would fly out to end that threat. So, Bieber gets into a little bit of a sticky situation, and he's able to work out of it in the second. Same thing in the sixth inning. Now, the sixth inning was the only time that Lorenzen was really in trouble. 
for the uh, Angels. And I mean, he was working a pretty good game up until this point until Ahmed Rosario unloads a 109.7 mile per hour rocket off the wall in left center field. It's a shame this one didn't go for a home run. But he's at second with a hard double. Jose Ramirez would walk behind him with the bases empty. And then Fermil Reyes would come up and have one of the worst at-bats of the game. He works a 3-0 count. Then he swings at what would have been ball four. He swings again at what would have been ball four. And then what did we talk about a few days ago with Fermil Reyes? He's having trouble making contact in the strike zone. His, his contact percentage in the strike zone is down. Well, he gets a pitch in the strike zone, and he can't handle it. He strikes out in a real, real RBI situation when we really needed him. And that walk would have been huge, even. If he could have just taken the walk, it would have been huge. I mean, you never know what happens behind that with Josh Naylor. Unfortunately, Naylor would hit into a double play. He hit it hard. It actually had an expected batting average of 590, surprisingly. But uh, it was right to the second baseman, who's able to turn the double play and they get out of the threat. Really, the Guardians' only threat of the entire game. They had runners on, but this was the only real threat of the entire game. The lead-off double, and they can't do anything with it. Well, if you think that's annoying, imagine how Angels fans felt when Trout leads off the inning with a triple, and they can't do anything with it. Now, we already talked about the ridiculous triple down the right field line, the check swing triple from Trout. That would bring up Jared Walsh, he would hit one 105.8 miles per hour. Unfortunately, he hit it right to Andres Jimenez. And how many times when the infield is in do you see these shots just bust through to the outfield? I feel like we rarely see with the infield pulled in it actually work. And in this game, it worked. Uh, where, uh, where Andres Jimenez was lined up, Trout couldn't do anything at third base. He was stranded there watching. So he handles this 105.8 mile per hour ground out from Jared Walsh, throws him out at first. Anthony Rendon comes up. He would ground out to Andres Jimenez at second base. And again, Trout can't go anywhere. He's just standing there watching. Duffy would draw a walk, and he think he would steal second two um, on a ball in the dirt because Trout at third base. You know, we can't even make a throw, and Duffy easily takes second. But Joe Adele would pop out to Owen Miller in foul territory end the threat. So Bieber again gets out. I mean, a really, really sticky situation. You start the inning with Mike Trout at third base. That is some tough, tough stuff right there. And he gets out of it. That's why he wanted to finish that seventh inning. He was pumped up. He was in a battle. And unfortunately, Taylor Ward was not the guy to face four times in a game and make some pay. So those were it. Those were the big situations, the big sticky situations. It was a fast game. There was not a lot of action in this one. The pitchers were, frankly, pretty dominant. What was working for Shane Bieber? Uh, it was his fastball. His four-seam fastball got nine called strikes on it. Um, it had 34% CSW on that four-seam fastball. Wasn't, uh, actually got a decent amount of swing and miss, but not as much as we've seen from in the past. It was a 29% whiff rate uh, on all his pitches combined. Got the most swing and miss on the slider. Got six swings and misses on 19, uh, six whiffs on 19 swings on that slider. Um, it's only a 28% CSW total on the day, though, for Shane Bieber. So not the most dominant we've seen him, but it was a, it was a solid start. It was a quality start from Shane Bieber. The offense just couldn't do anything to support him. 
On the other end, Lorenzen was doing it with his hard sinker. You know, sometimes the, they call it the sinker, sometimes it's the two-seamer, but it's a hard fastball. 38% CSW, six whiffs, seven called strikes on that one. His cutter was also effective. He only threw it 10 times, but it had a 40% CSW. Total on the day, he only had a 27% CSW. So not super dominant, but he did get much weaker contact uh, than Bieber gave up. 81.6 average mile per hour exit velocity off all his pitches. 81.6. Bieber's average off all his pitches was 89.7. So they were hitting Bieber a little bit harder than the Guardians were able to hit Lorenzen. Bieber gives up one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine hard hit balls. Lorenzen only gives up six. And he's able to limit the damage and not give up, you know, any runs. He only gives up over six innings pitch. He only gives up three hits, no runs, four walks. Most of those were pitching around Jose Ramirez. And he does get three strikeouts at some timely, you know, some timely strikeouts, especially uh, for Mio Reyes there. Frankly, I feel like he got a lot of ground balls. Just felt like he got a lot of ground balls on this day. Uh, and the Guardians offense can't really put anything together. In fact, the only person who's able to put something together is Richie Palacios. The rookie batting in the ninth spot goes two for three. His major league debut, he gets base hits in his first two at-bats. Uh, pretty impressive stuff from the rookie, Richie Palacios. And he wasn't messing around. He was, when he got it in the strike zone, he was swinging. He's known as a contact guy. He's known as a bat-to-ball guy. So leading off the third inning, he comes at him with a cutter that he swings through for a strike, but then throws him a four-seam fastball on the outer edge of the plate, and he shoots it in the left field at 102 miles per hour for his first major league hit. His next time that he would come up, again, not wasting much time, takes a cutter on the inside edge for a strike, uh, but then to a changeup on the outside edge, another outside pitch. What do you do with it? You go to left field again for another hit. Um, so Palacios taking what he gets, outside pitches, shooting him into left field. Frankly, it feels like with Quan, uh, he's not on the IL yet, um, but with Quan dealing with this hamstring issue, this soft tissue injury, uh, it seems like Richie Palacios is going to give us a lot of the same. He's going to give us contact hitter. He's going to be bad on the ball. He's going to be looking to get on base and use his speed. The scouting report on Richie Palacios. He came into the system as a second baseman, but they moved him to the outfield. Uh, he's 5'10", 180 pounds, so similar build to Stephen Kwan. They got him as a hit grade at 55. Remember, there's a 20 to 80 grading scale. A power of 45. This is MLB.com. Run a 60, arm 45, and field 45. Overall, they've got him at a 45 grade. Um, basically, this guy set school records, single season and career, for stolen bases in Townsend history, uh, the school that he went to. Uh, he was taken in the third round of the 2018 season. He loses all of 2019 to an injury. He loses 2020 to the pandemic. So basically, this guy's played like one full minor league season, and he's already here on the roster. And he was just hidden down there. He was absolutely uh, having himself, uh, you know, a little bit of a minor league career. In 2021, he hit 297, split between AA and AAA with a 404 on base, a 471 slugging that's good for an 875 OPS. Did he hit a lot of home runs? No, seven home runs, four triples, 33 doubles. There you go. That's something to hang your hat on. And 20 stolen bases, you know, split between the two levels. So 
He wasn't doing that spectacular to start the season at Columbus so far, but we needed an outfielder, and he was the guy ready to go. Um, he only had a 749 OPS to start the AAA season. Did have three steals. Did have a homer, a triple, and uh, five doubles. So was slugging decently. Um, so yeah, so Palacios, that's what you're getting. You're getting a speed guy, a contact guy. This is all from the scouting report on MLB.com. Uh, left-handed stroke, quick left-handed stroke, bat-to-ball skill, patient, all-fields approach, speed on the base paths, a threat to steal. That's what you're getting from Richie Palacios, and he at least showed some of that last night. The bat-to-ball skills, definitely. Being smart with outside pitches and just shooting them the other way. So, yeah, we'll see how, if Palacios sticks around, you know, once Quan's feeling better, uh, you know, he... he is the similar profile of hitter to Quan? So does it make sense to have both of them here? Oscar Mercado has struggled, even though he's hit a couple home runs. Mercado's struggling. He's hitting under 200. So is one of these bat-to-ball skill guys going to take Mercado's spot, maybe? You know, Mercado's not really a contact hitter like these guys are. So it'll be interesting to see how this shakes out. Does this stick for Palacios, or is this just temporary while Quan is hurt? But that was the other storyline in the game. And frankly, MVP for the day goes to Richie Palacios. I know I've skipped it the last few days. The Yankee series got me all frustrated. I skipped MVP for the day the last few days. Richie Palacios definitely takes home MVP for the day. He was the only offense. Ahmed Rosario's double and his two singles was it. That was it. So uh, good job. Good showing for the rookie in his Major League debut. Uh, frankly, the only other thing from this game worth noting is that their bullpen absolutely shut us down. Mike Mayers, Ryan Tapera, and Russell Iglesias go three scoreless innings. They don't give up a hit, uh, and, uh, Iglesias records a strikeout. That's the box score for those three guys. So that's how you handle the seventh, eighth, and ninth inning uh, as far as a bullpen goes. Trevor Steffen was great out of the bullpen for us. He faces Otani and Trout. Uh, when he comes out of the bullpen in the seventh inning, this is after the two-run home run. Uh, and so, yeah, they have the lead. They're feeling comfortable. But still, he gets Otani to fly out. Again, Otani being aggressive. And then he's able to strike out Mike Trout. Mike Trout. So Trevor Steffen, once again, impressive out of the bullpen. Nobody knows why this guy didn't pitch in the New York series and face his old team. But he has to be one of our most reliable guys right now. The old former Rule 5 draft guy that we took from New York is proving to be a really good decision. He you know last year wasn't great at, you know, it wasn't perfect for Trevor Steffen last year. It wasn't spectacular, but he was making it work a little bit last year. He's been very effective this year. So, uh, yeah, and then Shaw works his way through the uh, through the bottom of the eighth inning. So that was the game. It's a disappointing one against the Angels. But guess what? We do it again today because this is baseball and we just stay at it. McKenzie's going to be going up against left-handed pitcher Patrick Sandoval. Sandoval uh, has not given up an earned run on the season in two starts. So he has given up two unearned runs. But he's 0-0 with a 0 ERA, uh, which might be a little misleading. But he has started two games so far already on this season. So... We'll see what the Guardians are able to do against the lefty. What does this mean for, you know, will Palacios get another start against a left-handed pitcher? We'll see. He's a contact guy, so you think he could handle, uh, you know, facing left on left. So we'll see there, and we'll see what McKenzie can do to try to stop 
this losing streak for the Guardians. All right, that is all my thoughts on this one. I know it's rough being stuck in this losing streak, but we will have fun again. We will win a baseball game again. I can feel it in my bones. All right, again, the final from LA. It's the Angels 3, the Guardians nothing. We'll be back tomorrow to see how Mackenzie does. You can follow me on Twitter at Davey Barris. You can email the show at clevelandbaseballmornings at gmail.com. Let me know your thoughts on the game, and we'll discuss them on the show. Also, I'm hosting this podcast on Anchor, so if you go to anchor.fm forward slash Cleveland Baseball Mornings, you can leave a voicemail for the show. We'll play them back on the air, respond to your thoughts, and we'll have a fun conversation amongst the fans about baseball. So thanks again for joining me on this Cleveland Baseball Morning.